Hi everyone, welcome to Behind the Numbers. I'm Dave Bookbinder, best-selling author and senior director of valuation services at CFGI. Today we are going to be going behind the numbers with my special guest Vic Finnegan, who is the chief executive officer of American Expediting Company. We're going to be talking about logistics. Vin, or Vic, excuse me, duh, I speak for a living. <laughs> welcome to the program, Vic. Thank you, Dave. It's great to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your company. Well, I'm the founder President and Chief Executive Officer of American Expediting Company, a company I started in 1983 in my living room in Queen Village section of Philadelphia. Great. And we're going to dive into your journey of entrepreneurship in the, the second segment, but I want to talk a little bit about your company and what inspired you. What, what's the problem that you're solving? Tell, tell the audience about what you do. So American Expediting is a specialty courier service, a same-day logistics provider. I, I jokingly used to say that um, I pick up and I deliver. Sometimes I pick up, sometimes I deliver. Actually, it's, it's much, more, much more important than that, if you will. Um, our business is same-day delivery. We transport from point A to point B based on customer-specific needs. So what does that mean? pick up at a certain time from a certain person in a certain room, deliver it at a certain time to a specific person at a certain room. Why is that important? A lot of, a lot of what we handle is in the life sciences, healthcare related industries. Uh, an example might be delivering to an operating room in a hospital. It has to go to that specific nurse in that operating room area in the hospital for that product to be used. That's the kind of importance I'm trying to share with yeah. you and what we do. Yeah, this is high stakes stuff. This, this is not you're delivering flowers. It's not delivering flowers. It's not delivering food kits to people's homes. Yeah. It's not delivering retail purchases. It's, it's very high touch, very detail, very chain of custody oriented that requires a lot of compliance, a lot of education and no ability to fail. It, we must perform each time yeah. or lives are affected. Yeah, this really is oftentimes in your world a life and death matter. It is, especially think of some of the things we're responsible to transport kidneys for a transplant, tissue samples, biopsy samples. These are life-changing items yeah. that, that our customers and their patients rely on. Yeah, and it's more than just life sciences, right? There's legal aspects to what your deliveries entail as well? That's correct. We service myriad industries, uh, whether it be contracts, legal documents that need to be transported at, at very specific times and only to the person, the consignee that's receiving them or items that are perhaps being transported on commercial airlines, which require um, authority from the TSA, which American Expediting has, to, uh, to ship a package on a commercial airline. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about some of the, we'll call it the special needs around the logistics and transportation that you're providing. So when you're, you're talking about the, the medical aspect of it, uh, there's HIPAA compliance issues that I imagine you have to adhere to? That's ours. So we've developed a HIPAA training program that all of our staff go through 
we're dangerous goods certified. We're certified to uh, transport lithium batteries and ship lithium batteries. We're author, uh, authorized to um, uh, handle radioactive materials. All of these items require a significant amount of training, documentation, dotting I's, crossing T's, and compliance with federal regulators and, and our customers' requirements as well. Yeah, and you're doing these deliveries literally around the world, right? Well, certainly around the country. Okay. So we have 41 offices throughout the United States and over 400 um, professional delivery services that we've partnered with that believe in the same um, ideals and have the same passion about serving their customers as we do that we rely on for locations that we don't have our own brick and mortar locations. Yeah, and is that how you find um, drivers and, and others who are aligned with the, the, the bigger mission of we can't fail, that this is life and death in every delivery that we make? Yeah, it, it actually is a buy-in from a lot of people and it, it, it really, uh, it's, it's, it's invigorating for me when I speak to some of our couriers and our staff is responsible for these, these very important and very time-sensitive deliveries. They know they're involved in something that's very important. We, we, we had a slogan that uh, we coined a few years ago, we help save lives. And that's how our couriers and that's how our staff feel about this. The items that we're transporting are important to, to people's lives. Uh, another important aspect of our business is uh, clinical trials and, and drugs in development. These are drugs that, that pharmaceutical companies have been working on for many years and are, are, have a significant investment and they rely on American expediting to ensure that the deliveries are made properly within um, what they call GDP, good distribution practices, and are documented so their clinical trials can, can move on effectively. Yeah. Does weather ever impact your, your system? Well, certainly weather's a factor, and just most recently there's been a significant snowstorm in the Northeast, and we prepare for that. Mm -hmm. We uh, speak with our vendors, our contractors, and ensure that they're available and what their availability is to service our customers' needs. And we prioritize and communicate with our customers any delays that they might expect if, if there's a weather event. Yeah. When we were having our, our prep call, you mentioned something, uh, chain of custody. Yes. Can you speak to what that is and why that matters? So oftentimes, and especially if, if we think about clinical trial work, so there, can no, there cannot be a lapse in the control of what it is that we're transporting. So once received by our team, every person that is responsible for that delivery, there needs to be a document trail of everyone that's, that's involved, from the courier that initially is handling it to, if, if not the same person, to the courier who's actually hand, handling the the final delivery to the consignee. And that documentation needs to be stored and retained and communicated back to our customer for their records. That chain of custody is very important. And if it's broken, thinking about clinical trials, that trial could be affected. That, 
that yeah. transportation item is no longer valid because the chain of custody has been broken. Gotcha. Vic, for those who are watching and listening and want to learn more about you or how they can work with you, how, how can they contact you? Sure. Uh, the easiest way is to visit our website at www.americanexpediting.com or feel free to send an email to info at amexpediting.com and that actually comes directly to me. I want to hear the good news from our customers as quickly as possible and I want to hear if, if something's going wrong, I want to hear that from the very beginning. We take quality very important. One, one thing we've developed a few years back in our company is we've developed a quality program. We have a quality team with a quality director mm -hmm. and we became ISO certified, something that I'm very proud of that is really kind of unique to, to companies in the logistics business. Yeah. So you've kind of alluded to the answer to what I'm going to ask you now, and I know you're a modest guy, but I'm going to give you a chance to, to brag here for just a quick second in the roughly two minutes or so that we have remaining in the first segment. I'm going to put you on the spot. I love bragging. Why you and not the other guys for this type of service? That's an excellent question, and I, I think, um, I don't know if I can answer it in two minutes, but I'll say to you, I, I look at it as as a bunch of small things and, and think about it in terms of our personal relationships. It's not one thing, it's a bunch of small things that come together into a whole. So specific to my company, when, when you call my company, and no disrespect to other companies out there, someone answers the phone. It's not a, a 15 minute auto attendant to get to a person. We answer the phone and we do that because that's the company we've created, not because we don't like saving money and saving money is developing an auto attendant so you can have fewer employees. We want that customer experience to start immediately when you call. Operating 24 hours a day, seven days a week. In 1983, when I was the first employee of this company, I operated 24 hours a day, seven days a week doing HIPAA training, being uh, authorized by the TSA to, to uh, ship packages on commercial airlines, having a dangerous goods certification, being able to handle lithium batteries, being able to handle radioactive materials, understanding temperature control and handling dry ice and being OSHA compliant. All of these little things adding up to being a customer-centric company and creating a culture around serving the customer is, is how we became a company with 41 offices around the country, whereas uh, many of my peers are, are much smaller companies. Not, yeah. and, and they're great companies, but we've, uh, we've taken it a step further. Yeah, that definitely resonates when you create a culture uh, around customer service Without and everybody, everybody buys into that organizational mission, uh, great things happen. Yes. That's a great spot for us to take a break. So Vic, sit tight. For you watching and listening, we're going to take a quick pause for a commercial break and we'll be right back on Behind the Numbers. Don't go anywhere. Aside from being a guest, we offer even more opportunity to boost your brand Adding your company logo and website on screen during your interview will allow viewers to recognize your brand instantly. Incorporating images and video clips is another great way to showcase your product during your live segment. Let viewers see how good you really are. And most importantly, there's you and your interview. 
For less than the cost of a newspaper, direct mail, or a magazine ad, you can leave our studio and within 48 hours have a permanent digital copy of your live segment to link to your social media, embed into your company website, or use in email marketing. Investing in your brand is so very important, and we can't wait to have you as a guest. Shelter dogs aren't broken. They've simply experienced more life. If they were human, we would call them wise. They would be the ones with tales to tell and stories to write. The ones dealt a bad hand who responded with courage. Do not pity a shelter dog. Adopt one. Say we've got grit, and we'll take it as a compliment. Because it's our uncommon drive, our spark within, that brings us together and sets us apart. We are temple made. And when others take shortcuts, when others take breaks, when others take the easy way, we take charge. Add us on social media to watch bloopers, behind the scenes footage, previews, and more. Thirteen hours a day, six days a week. So when I'm off the clock, I gotta get stuff done. So when I need a snack, I need something healthy, tasty, and easy to eat, like wonderful pistachios without the shells. They're protein-powered, delicious, and great on the go. And that's perfect for me, a woman without a lot of time. Whether you're a gourmet cook or just want to eat like one, visit Rostelli Market Fresh, your home for the freshest locally sourced ingredients. Welcome back to Behind the Numbers. I'm Dave Bookbinder, and today we're talking about logistics with my guest, Vic Finnegan, who is the CEO of American Expediting Company. Vic, we covered a lot of ground in the first segment. Um, I want to start the second segment by talking about what I'll call your journey of entrepreneurship. Would you share with the audience your story in founding the business? Yeah, so it, it actually starts uh, pretty early in, in my life. At, at the age of 15, my father had passed away, and, and that, uh, that became kind of a life-changing um, crossroads, if you will, in my life. I, I felt like at the time I was no disrespect to my mother, but I felt like I was raising myself and, and just wanted to get out in the world and get dirty. And although I did well in school, there wasn't any money for me to go to college. I just wanted to get out and start working. And I had actually been working since about 14 at different part-time jobs, but ended up leaving home early and, and uh, was married at 18. Uh, looking forward to the birth of my first daughter at 18 and took a job at 18 driving a cab for Yellow Cab of Philadelphia. And I love that. I actually was working the night shift from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And, and did very well. And kind of the, the way I approached the taxi cab business was 
what's my relationship with the customer? What, what am I doing? And that's the way I always looked at business was I, I always had a, a passion for understanding how businesses worked. So what does that mean? So as, as a taxi cab driver, when, when I would approach a, a customer for pickup, I would get out of my cab, I would open the door. If the customer wanted to chat, I would speak with them. If the customer didn't want to speak, I would keep my mouth shut. We got to the destination. I would get out of my cab and open the door. I think about, um, no disrespect to Uber or Lyft in, in our current day, yeah. not very often am I seeing anybody getting out of any cars and opening any car doors. But that was my approach to, to the taxi cab business. And, yeah. and I was rewarded. I was rewarded by my customers uh, with tips, which taxi cab drivers depend on. I was rewarded by the dispatchers at the cab company by giving me more jobs because I was cooperative and I understood the nature of getting the job done. And I did that for about six months and decided I didn't really want to be a cab driver for the rest of my life and took a significant pay cut. I won't share the numbers, but I became a street supervisor for Yellow Cab and I'm driving around the streets of Philadelphia with my my undercover taxi cab dealing with <laughs> stolen vehicles and and taxi cab accidents and customer complaints and at the age of 21 I was um, uh, I became a what what they called uh, at the time garages yellow cab had three garages I became a garage superintendent I was in charge of 400 taxi cab drivers and 42 union mechanics by 23 I'm now vice president of this company and the third owner in my seven years there was just taken over and um, you know I politically I was just on the wrong side of what was going on in this company and it was my time to leave in fact they fired me <laughs> and uh, 30 minutes later I was now hired by the radio provider of my company and I was now running his company but decided along the way two things one I've not been to college I need to go to college. So I matriculated into the Wharton School of Philadelphia, of University of Pennsylvania. And I also started my own taxi cab company. So I had five cabs in Philadelphia called Silvertop Cab Company. And at the time, uh, you know, operating these cabs, started delivering packages in cabs. Mm, my cab drivers hated it. <laughs> Why did they hate it? Well, let me give you a typical scenario. A call would come in at 2 o'clock in the morning. One of my customers was Jefferson Hospital in Philadelphia. Pick up blood from the American Red Cross at 23rd and Chestnut and deliver it to Jefferson Hospital at 11th and Chestnut. Get one of my cab drivers on the radio and he would go over there, get out of his cab, go into the blood bank, wait until they package the blood, take the blood to Jefferson Hospital, get out of the cab, take it up to the 7th floor, the fare on the meter was $2.10, and there was no tip. Cab drivers didn't want to do it. I thought, there's got to be a way to do this differently, and American Expediting was born. Started off with my new career at American Expediting in Philadelphia with a small handful of competitors, and, you know, I found the industry to be almost a customer-be-damned industry, where where the services were dictating to the customer the level of service they would receive. Well, that was completely foreign to the way I looked at things. Right. 
my perspective was you're the customer what are your needs how can I service them how can I be the shining star and take this this piece of responsibility off of your plate American expediting grew very quickly in Philadelphia I decided after a year or two how can I duplicate this effort in other cities and started opening up additional offices Fast forward to today, American Expediting has 41 offices, but even more importantly, about a decade ago we decided American Expediting can service the needs of customers throughout the United States, whether it's our own offices performing the service or identifying delivery partners who have the same passion for excellence that we do and rely on them. So right now we're handling deliveries in hundreds of cities where we don't have our own brick-and-mortar locations. We're relying on our dedicated partners to assist our customers with those deliveries. Great story. It's, I love it. It's been, a, it's been a, great, a great experience, a great life in the transportation business. Vic, for those who are watching and listening and want to learn more about you, how can they reach you? Well, they can visit our website at www.americanexpediting.com or they can email me directly at info at amexpediting.com. So you're an entrepreneur, you're a successful chief executive officer, you've built a tremendous company. What's been some of the keys to the growth of your business? How have you gotten the team in place to execute on the mission? So uh, I'll share with you that, that one, of the, one of the reasons that I felt passionate about getting into business for myself was my short work life experiences prior to being my own boss were not good. I, I felt that the, the management I was working with were arbitrary in their decision making, were not focused on building any sort of culture, had no respect for employees. I wanted something different. I wanted to create an environment and we think about our work life. A large portion of our lives is working. My view was I don't want anyone spending their time at American Expediting and looking back and saying this was not a good experience. I wanted, I wanted to create an environment where employees, my contractors, my vendors felt like doing business with American Expediting is a positive event. So what does that mean? We treat our people with respect. There's no um, harassment, there's no discrimination, there's no abuse of power. It's, it's people are treated fairly. That's an open door policy. We consult with one another. We engage with our customers about how are we doing? Tell us how we can improve. We constantly talk about our service. And um, I'm proud to say I have customers Again, I started in 1983. I have customers from 1984 hmm. that are still relying on American Expediting for their services. I have employees from 1984 that are still part of the American Expediting family. It's about you know, creating an environment for everyone to flourish. Our employees, our customers, our vendors. We pay our bills on time. We treat our customers fairly. That's, that's the way a business should be. 
you, you've got it innately. Could you ever have imagined that you were on the leading edge of corporate culture? I don't know about the leading edge of corporate culture, but I'll share with you back at Wharton, when I first started American Expediting, I coined the phrase, I wanted to be the FedEx of same-day delivery services. And, you know, at the time I, I was energized by that, but I, I realized over time that was somewhat grandiose and I was never going to be FedEx of same-day delivery services, but 36 years later, you know, we're a lot closer to that vision. Not that we're ever going to be the FedEx of same-day delivery services, but in, in our industry, we're, we're certainly one of the largest companies out there serving the needs across the whole United States and internationally. That's awesome. We only have a few minutes to go in this segment. Time goes very quickly here. What's uh, on the horizon for the company? One of the things that's important for, for us to think about is we've developed these national call centers, so one in Pittsburgh, one in Las Vegas, to serve the needs of customers who find value in doing business with fewer couriers, if you will. So um, imagine a customer that has a need to deliver packages in 40 cities or, or 80 cities or 10 cities. Imagine the team that they have to have on staff to manage those deliveries, to manage those relationships. With our national call centers, we can take all of that away from them. We can manage those relationships and and handle all the transportation needs of those customers anywhere in the country. So that's been the biggest growth factor for my company over the last decade hmm. is customers that find true value in doing business with fewer couriers, relying on us to handle their needs throughout the country. Yeah. How are you protecting the, the data, the security of your, your clientele? Well, our, our, all of our data is backed up, A, on a second server, but it's through um, Amazon Web Services, so they have pretty significant cyber protection services that, that they utilize. Mm -hmm. We've had the system checked, and um, we feel very confident our data is in good, good shape. So, Vic, and maybe the 60 seconds left here, um, I'm going to ask you another unfair question. <laughs> for for the, the executives who are watching and listening, What's a good piece of leadership advice that you might offer? What's, what's been a key to your success that perhaps uh, the audience can really benefit from hearing? I think really treating people fairly is, is, the, uh, is, is the major takeaway. I've always looked at the business as playing the long game, whether it's with our employees or uh, our customers or our vendors. We're, we're not in this business for some quick windfall. We're in this business to serve the needs of all the stakeholders, our employees, our customers, our vendors, for years and years to come. And that's our perspective. And, and that's what we continue to communicate to our team. And that's been a key to your success. So. It has been a major key to our success. That's great. I thank you so much for joining us today, Vic. Today we've been talking about logistics with Vic Finnegan, who is the CEO and founder of American Expediting Company. My name is Dave Bookbinder. If you'd like to connect with me, feel free to reach out on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter. And I would encourage you to please hit the subscribe button if you enjoyed what you heard here today. We will see you next time on Behind the Numbers. Take care.